0: the Practical Family Podcast with Jennifer Bryant, encouraging your family to build strong foundations and healthy homes. Hello and welcome back to the Practical Family Podcast. This is part two of a two-part series, and you're listening to episode 58, Real Moms Get Honest About Anger. We're back again with Amberlia and Wendy Speak, authors of the book Triggers and Parenting Scripts. These ladies are not only recovering angry moms, but they are super committed to helping you and families like yours to overcome anger and learn more gentler ways of responding to your kids. Lord knows I need help in this area and as we discovered in the last episode when I shared my very true, very honest confession about getting angry at my kids last week. We all need a couple of things. One, The chance to freely admit and not feel shame about having been angry at our kids before and maybe having had some not-so-good reactions. And then number two, knowing that God is there, that he has given us his spirit to help us through those times because we need that divine intervention. We can't do it on our own because we are so human. But the grace of God covers all things. And when we embrace that, when we believe that we are his children, we are able to adopt better responses and genuine responses. So part two today will cover more in depth the topic of control, how to address our own emotions and maybe even take a mommy time out if necessary. And then we're also going to be answering some listener questions. So thank you for submitting those questions. When you uh, received our email through the Practical Family newsletter, we asked you, hey, what do you want to know from these authors? And we're able to answer some of your questions here. So thank you so much. If you want to stay connected to resources like this and get the latest news about latest podcasts, please go now. Go and sign up at practicalfamily.org under the Join the community section of the homepage. We would love to have you as part of our community. And we also have our Facebook group available. So go ahead and check that out. So this is part two, episode 58, Real Moms Get Honest About Anger. Again, thanks for coming back for part two. Let's jump into this interview right now. This is episode 58, Real Moms Get Honest About Anger with authors
1: Amber Leah and Wendy Speak. Amber keeps talking about praying, and specifically praying these scriptures. And each of our chapters, the the chapters and triggers are divided up into specific triggers. There are 31 triggers. We talk about what's going on. What does God's word say? What's going on in us? And then each one of these, and they're very short chapters because we know (laughs) moms who are triggered do not need a long chapter, but each chapter actually ends with a prayer. And we are we are huge fans of praying. Uh, we need to come to the Lord in our neediness, y'all. If you're going to pick up a book called Triggers, you know you're needy, right? So at the end of every chapter, we we come to the Lord without neediness, and we say, "God, make us kind. You've been kind to us. You are love, love, uh, long-suffering Father. We want to parent like you parent us." And just one prayer every day to cap those chapters are so important, but. I think it would be really special. Again, we've never done this on a, on a podcast, but um, to pray for you, Jennifer, and just the parents that you represent. We all represent specifically where guilt, condemnation, and um, just this idea, as Amber shared, that the devil has come to kill and destroy. And if he can't do it, by how we're screwing up at home he's going to do it by the way we just live there in our minds and shoot ourselves down so amber would you like to pray for jennifer and those listening
2: yeah let's do that now god um you hear our conversation you know exactly who's watching listening to this podcast right now lord god um, you know that there are so many of us who have just said and done the wrong things in our parenting Lord, whether, whether we had a, that example in our own homes or we're just totally caught off guard by our anger as in our own families now, Lord, it's so disheartening. And God, I just pray that the moms who are listening, that they would no longer live under a cloud of guilt or shame or condemnation. Lord, that is not what you came for. Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross for us and that you've already removed all of our sin and our guilt and our shame. And I pray that we would walk in the freedom of that Lord, would you help these moms who are struggling with these feelings of shame to recognize that that is not from you. And Lord, I just pray that you would fill them with joy, that you would replace that um, guilty feeling with a sense of joy and wholeness from you, Lord God. And I pray, Father, that you would also help us, give us your godly wisdom to know what does that next right step look like? What is the right thing to say? Lord, help us to quietly hold back our anger. Help us to give um, gentle, quiet, biblical responses. Help us to see our triggers as opportunities. And help us, Lord Jesus, to be the kind of moms you designed us to be. I know that's a prayer you long to answer, Lord Jesus. You didn't give us these kids and then be a mystery in our lives. You are our helper and you are our shepherd. And you gently lead those that have young. So, Lord, I ask that over every listener right this moment free us from guilt. Give us a sense of your wisdom and your joy and your love and forgiveness. Help us, Lord, to go now forward in your mercy and to do the next right thing. And Lord, I pray that you would radically transform our homes. Because this world, Lord, we're here for a short time. We have a little while to make an impact. We need godly families in this world. We need godly, good parents who will lead and train their children. And we need children who will see the light in us and that they will claim it for themselves and that they will walk forward as messages of your gospel. And the way that we live our lives, Lord, let that be a reflection of you. There's so much at stake, Lord Jesus. We take it seriously and we look forward to you living in us and letting us be an example of that to our children first. May you be glorified in Jesus' name we pray.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Yes. That's really the heart of what we need today is, is just to keep washing God's word over us because it's, it's really the only thing that can change us. One day as you were saying, you know, believing and trusting that God, like we know that God has the power to do these things. We know it, but knowledge is not practice. It's not wisdom. I heard the other day that we're the most over-informed culture and the most under-reflective. Mm-hmm. And really taking the time to to ask ourselves, well, why why am I getting mad right now? What is it inside me? Because out of a man's heart, or out of a, out of a mom's heart, overflows what's happening in there, and out of our heart, our ma- our mouth speaks. And yes, you're praying over over me and all of our listeners right now is just reminding me to really capture yeah. the words before they come out and hurt my children, because I can. That is my uh, tendency, the personality that I am, the type of mom that I am. You know, when, when you're the kind of mom that likes to get things done and likes to have ducks in a row and things, you tend to use your words harshly when things aren't happening. And to, to realize that that's what's going on in the moment <laughs>
1: takes a lot more restraint than just trying to control what's happening on the outside. I'll For a personality night. like that, Jennifer, when you don't experience control, Mm-hmm. is when you're going to act out of control. Right. When you recognize, I can't help my child learn to read. Yes. Right now, there's something in the way, and I can't do it. And I can't make this child, again, get the clothes and the hamper. I can't do it. And one of the fruits of God's spirit in our lives is he never called us to control them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He called us to self-control, not others' control, not Asher control, not Caleb control, not Quinn control, but self-control. And so... That's the call. And yet, when do I, and that's a great question. I mean, we call it our triggers. When do I act out of control? Ask yourself that. And the answer might be, you know, when I've done too many things and don't have margin. But for some personalities, for some people, the answer might be when I feel out of control, I act out of control. And that to me, it seems like a no brainer. I mean, it's almost dumb to say. But when you can see it and say, oh, I'm feeling out of control. Well, I better, I better really bring that to the Lord right now because I'm about to go here. You know, once you're on, the, you're that train moving down the track. Sometimes once you get really worked up, you can't stop till you get to the station. I mean, it's all coming out, right? Yep. But you have to say, wait a minute. I am today feels out of control. So I know that my tendency is then to act out of control. And that's been a big one for me finding it before it happens. Yes.
0: Yes. And we can only stop it when we've experienced it before and are willing to say, okay, that was, that was a problem. Like not and just to
1: over it. Yeah. And Christ's spirit is there helping us because really on exactly. our own, we can't, we, mm-hmm. we need help. We do need help. So this is an opportunity just like Amber prayed uh, to daily ask God for help.
2: And, and I'd like to just say, you know, Wendy, that was so good, but keep in mind too, when you're feeling that out of control, because that's how a lot of us feel and that's where we go wrong. Just very practically. One of the first things that Wendy and I tell people to do is just, and she mentioned this earlier, like, don't do the same wrong thing every day. Right? Like, like that's what Wendy's advice to us was earlier. choose a, <laughs> a different wrong thing. Choose a different wrong thing. But even just, just, be quiet. Be quiet. You know, sometimes we just need to close our mouths and our We've lips. We've said
1: it. We've said it all before. We call them yeah. silent scripts. Sometimes you just don't need to talk.
2: Sometimes you just need to take what Wendy and I like to call a holy pause and you just need to take a break. It's okay. You don't have to address everything right then, right there. The first thing you need to address is your own emotions and anger and frustration. Yeah. Get that in check first. And then you can, outside of conflict, you can come back to whatever the issue is. But take a holy pause, a break. Just practice, if you wanna practice one thing, if it's just really out of control in your life, just practice closing your lips. I literally had to bite my tongue when I was first going through these, um, this transformation for myself, I literally just bit that little tongue. And it wasn't, didn't feel good. But I knew that I had to start making a new habit. I had to start being quiet. And you know what, I, I, I say this, it is not a big struggle for me anymore to remain calm when my kids are out of control or something is going wrong. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I will never, ever say that. Wendy knows we're very transparent about our current issues with the things that we go through. We talk about that lot, a lot in our Facebook group, but it is not the struggle it used to be. And it's because I practiced those simple, practical things, biting my tongue i didn't have it's that old saying if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all we need to practice that and apply that so don't worry about trying to fix it get your kid to change all that just just stop just take a break and get that piece of it in place first and then you can allow the things that you're meditating on the verses you're meditating on the issues coming to bear in your home, whatever those are, then you can start dealing with those. But if it's really rampant, just stop.
1: <laughs> and we just need to change our mind about what a timeout is for. <laughs> we think it's for them, but maybe the timeout is for mom. And you guys have heard it said before, you know, mommy needs timeout, whatever. But how wonderful to be able to send your children to, if they even if they share a room, you know, different parts of the house and say, listen, guys, call it what you want, but we all need a break right now. There's nothing wrong. This is actually wisdom. The way you're speaking to each other isn't kind. And my tendency right now is to not be kind either. So we're all going to have some quiet time in our rooms. You can play Legos. You can read a book. You can take a nap. But we're going to be in there for 30 minutes. And I'll set the timer just so you don't even have to call out and ask me when it's done. Um, But we all need this. And it reminds me of the verse, um, be angry and yet do not sin. One of the translations says, tremble. But do not sin. And then it goes on to talk about meditating in your heart upon your bed. And so you just use that idea of meditating. And so feel all the feelings. And I tell this to my kids when they're going through puberty. Their emotions get really big. And I'll say, hey, you feel all those feelings. There's nothing wrong with the feelings. We are made in the image of God who has all those feelings too. But do not sin. So what are you going to do with them? How can you deal with them? My guess is you need some quiet time to work your way through it. So we and, get to practice that too, and
2: every challenging moment with your child gets to be a victory for you, even if it's not for them. Mm, so great may, point. You may say to them, "I, I, we need a break. We all need a break in our rooms or whatever." And then your child may just may just keep coming at you and not honor that. They may just say, oh, "I'm not going to my room," and then you just say, "You know what? We'll work. We'll talk and work on what your issues is right now." But I do need a break, so I'm going to go over here to this chair and I'm going to I'm going to take a break for a moment and and calm my own heart and spirit and so and then you go do that you know and maybe they are crying and maybe they are whatever and it's not like we're ignoring them but again it's just us practicing not engaging in negative angry ways that's what it's about and it takes time when you start something new like this and you're being transformed Please be patient with this process because it is going to take time. Your kids are going to be like, wait, what? She's not yelling at me. I I thought the only way I had to listen to her is if she yelled at me, but now she's not yelling at me and she's talking to me actually kind of nicely. (laughs) And I don't know what to do with that. You know, so give them time to adjust to the new, more gentle you and give yourself time too, and be really patient with that process.
0: Amen. Amen. It will take time for all of us. That's actually related to one of the questions that our readers asked. I asked the Practical Family followers if they had any questions for you guys. Do you mind answering a couple before we end this interview? Yeah, we'd love to. So Tanya asks, how do you stop raising your voice when it feels like that's all the kids respond to? I feel like you've answered this a little bit already, but um, can you wrap that up?
1: Well, I love that Amber just said learning to um, bite your own tongue and recognize when you need that holy pause. However, um, in our book, Parenting Scripts, the follow up to triggers, like actual things to say in those moments, Um, one of the early chapters, maybe the first chapter, is um, starting with an I'm sorry with your kids and this is something that I did with my children when we were making some real practical changes I apologized for teaching them that they only needed to obey me when I raised my voice and um, and but that I was making a new choice and they needed to make a new choice too and going back to the idea of training so um, maybe it was hey guys I'm going to let you know when it's ten minutes before dinner, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, "Hey guys, it's time for dinner." This is our practice. Go wash your hands and come to the table, and uh, and they got to wash their hands and come to the dinner. And then I'd say, you know, psych, <laughs> dinner's still ten minutes, but at least you have washed hands. Go go finish playing, and I'll call you in ten minutes. But you showed me that you can do. This with a gentle voice, let's do it again in 10 minutes. And so that's just one way to practice. But it started with just saying, I trained you. Somehow, didn't mean to, to say, you can ignore me 10 times, but when I get angry and my eyes are bulging and my nostrils are flaring, then you come. Um, So I think that that's, that's maybe a good application there. What's another one? Amen. Amen.
0: Okay. So this one
1: is from Ashley. She's a homeschool mom
0: of three boys. Her boys are six, four, and two. She says, we homeschool and some days. It is pure joy. Other days, I struggle so much to control my anger with my oldest being defiant about his schoolwork. For example, he detests writing. Any activity that requires writing will be met with huge protests and tantrums. What are some practical ways I can diffuse my anger with the do- disobedience and disrespect of my son?
2: Okay, well, I've only been homeschooling for this, this year, so i'm i'm new to homeschooling but i do understand those feelings (laughs) and those situations and i would say first of all one, one of the things i talk about whenever something just seems hard and ongoing is just keep doing the good parenting just keep doing the good parenting so obviously we've given lots of you know feedback on how to control our anger how we can change that throughout this message. So that certainly applies in this situation too. But then also this child, they may not love writing or reading, and it may be a struggle for them for a long time. And so keep, first of all, and I know we've talked about this, it sounds cliche, but truly pray specifically for that child. Ask God to make a breakthrough in their lives. But then also, Um, You know outside of all the things that homeschool moms learn to do creatively to make something more interesting or Engaging you may need to try several different tactics with your Mm -hmm. child. You may need to just accept This child's probably never gonna be really a, a passionate reader or writer or math may not always be their thing You know, and I know that math for me was continually a struggle all through my schooling years. I had to have tutors in high school and then I went to college and took a math class and it was my highest um, grade I got in all of my college career, both for my bachelor's degree and my master's degree. And I went on to teach middle school math for two years. So you never know before I ended up teaching literature. So that gives me hope that there's no child is hopeless, right? We may think, This is such a struggle. They're never going to get it. It's never going to be. But this moment is not forever. This is just a small chapter. It is a struggle. So be creative, be calm, but don't put so much emphasis on any one thing that it's going to cause you so much strife and angst with you and your child. And that's part of the beauty of homeschooling is you get to be flexible and really get creative with things that are going to make it more interesting for your child. And, you know, so without knowing a whole lot of specifics about what their situation is, um, you know, that's sort of my approach. But really, you don't have to fight and get angry. And I tell my kids sometimes too, if you're not gonna do this work, you just have to understand this is the law. And very little kids, they don't totally get that. Yeah, I use I too. I say, look, this is the law. If you would rather go back to traditional school setting, which they don't wanna do, Um, then we can make those arrangements. But the beauty of homeschooling is that you get to only have to do math for this little bit of time that we're doing it because I only have two students, not 30. And so if you want to do the work now, that's great. This is the law. But if you're not going to do it for me, we have to get you back in the classroom. And they really do understand that. I'm not trying to be manipulative or threatening, but they need to understand that this is their job right now. And there will be consequences if they don't do their job
1: right yep. Wendy, what do right. you think well i had um i've i've homeschooled all three of mine and right now i just have two that are part-time homeschool and then two those two also go a couple days a week to a class uh through a local charter but one of mine really really struggled with math and i mean like i read all the articles and i tried all the things but i was trying the wrong things I was using, I remember thinking, this was not, this was before I read any books about ADHD. I remember thinking, he's acting like his brain's asleep, so I'm going to talk louder. And so I would talk really loud at him when I was doing math. Again, that's why I encourage people, try something new. And now you might choose the wrong thing. I chose the wrong thing that didn't help. You know, it just made more tears because I was basically yelling with a smile on my face. And then that didn't work, so I tried another wrong thing because I had read, well, if you do physical exercise, maybe that'll be what the brain needs for someone who struggles with ADHD. So I was like, okay, let's do a project, uh, one problem together and then do five push push-ups, and then do a problem and do five push push-ups, And again, the tears. And then I was about to give up and my friend said, why don't you just hire a tutor? So I hired a friend's son and he walks in, he's like six foot two, 17 years old, a homeschooled senior. And he walked in and said, hi. And he had this low, soft voice. And I remember thinking, there is no way this is going to work because that voice is going to lull him to sleep, that brain of his. And um, I introduced him to my son. And then I left the room and I came in a half an hour later and they were playing cards. I said, why are you playing cards? He said, well, he, you know, he just breezed through this material. Actually, he probably said, he just breezed through the material. <laughs> <laughs> and what I learned, and I think it's such a testimony of parenting scripts, is we need to change not only what we're saying, but how we're saying it. And sometimes we'll find that we have breakthrough on, th- breakthroughs on those homeschool days. I mean, I'm talking about dyslexia. I'm talking about emotional anxiety over schoolwork. So many things that we can have breakthroughs if we're willing to try something new. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you, ladies, so
0: much. There are so many other great questions here I'd I'd like to get to, but for the sake of time today, uh, we will address them individually through uh, Practical Family. And for listeners who have more questions about, you know, parental discipline and all that, there are so many books out there on discipline. And like Wendy and Amber are saying, you know, there are different things that you could try and do. But if we're not getting to the heart of the matter, if we're not looking inside ourselves, and starting with our gentle responses. The rest is just a whole lot of information, you know, and it often, and I know this happens to me when I overload myself with information, because i like, I love to read, I love to learn, but sometimes it's just too much info, and we need to actually lean into what the Lord is saying and practice this. So pick up Wendy and Amber's books, Triggers and Parenting Scripts. These are both excellent resources, and even just to have on your bookshelves as reference materials, because you may need to keep referring to the triggers and the scripts as you walk with your children through the things that are tough for them, because they're all things that are tough for us too. So thank you ladies so much for being here with us today. You've given us so much wisdom and so much time. I just, I, I'm so grateful. and just beyond grateful for your ministry
2: we love talking to other moms and families and because it it just it encourages us and helps us to keep going in the right direction too we truly are linking arms with all of you so thank you jen for having us and letting us share
1: yeah yeah and it's always such a, a pleasure to be with you amber i just love doing this ministry with you
2: you know i feel the same sister
0: You've been listening to the Practical Family Podcast, episode 58 Real Moms Get Honest About Anger, with authors Amber Leah and Wendy Speak. This has been such a healing two part series for me. One of my favorites, I'd have to say, because it hits straight to my heart. It hits me in a place where I knew that I needed reforming in the way that I think, the way that I make decisions about responding to my kids, but But this made it so much more clear, and I encourage you to pick up these two amazing resources by Amber and Wendy. The first book is called Triggers, Exchanging Parents' Angry Reactions for Gentle Biblical Responses. And the second book, the follow-up actually to Triggers, is Knowing How to React, and that is called Parenting Scripts. When what you're saying isn't working, say something new these beautiful resources based on their own mommy experience talking to mamas all over the country about what is it that triggers you why is it that you get so angry friends let's look inside today let's be introspective and let's pray let's ask god what is it in my life that is causing me to react to my kids this way and I'll be doing the same. And when you check out these resources, also be sure to pick up the Bible study. There's a Bible study connected to triggers. Do it in a group, get some other moms together who struggle and say, hey, let's get through this together. Because when we're in community, That's where we learn. That's where we grow. So pick up these copies today. And thank you so much for listening to the Practical Family Podcast. Remember to go check out some more resources at practicalfamily.org for motherhood, identity, parenting, and mama self-care. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Be sure to rate us on iTunes and let another family know about how you've been blessed by Practical Family. You've been listening to the Practical Family Podcast, where we are encouraging you and families like yours to build strong foundations and healthy homes.